0: plushcare.com slash weightloss.
1: Welcome back to That's a Gay Ass Podcast, the podcast where we ask, whose fault is it that you're gay? Happy Pride, happy June to one and all those who celebrate... Uh, I have to say, I also hope you had a good Memorial Day weekend. Although apparently I'm not allowed to say that. Listen, I understand what the day Memorial Day is supposed to do. And I really do want to thank people for their service and not take that lightly. That being said, I was canceled again on TikTok. Um, I just can't win over there. I, made, I I it was 48 degrees. It was like the most disgusting freezing weather. And so the video was me just saying, happy Memorial Day with an umbrella, winter coat, and gloves on. And the joke was that the weather was bad. But cut to all the comments were like, you can't say that. How dare you? you're transphobic i'm kidding no one said i was transphobic but like it it, i true it's like i it's hard it's hard to know what is gonna piss people off but at least we can all depend upon the fact that someone will get mad at me um i do i am very excited that it is june it is pride month i hope you are celebrating in some way whether you are lgbtq plus or not celebrate yourself because you know what that's the big goal of this month is to honor the people before us but also look to the future and if that involves an edible or a popper <laughs> then light her up This week on the podcast, we have Sam Taggart and George Severus. They are the hosts of Stradio Lab, a podcast that is getting all of this amazingly well-deserved recognition. They are on the list for Esquire, for Best Podcast of 2021, Glamour Magazine's list. It's a podcast that two gay guys unpack the rich tapestry that is straight culture. They have incredible guests. Z-Way is one of the recent guests on their episode. It's a must-listen, and you have to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. If you want to follow George and Sam on social media, they are such funny comedians. George is, uh, his handle is George Severus, so it's George C-I-V-E-R-I-S and Sam Taggart is Sam Taggart T-A-G-G-A-R-T So their handles are very easy, just their names, and you should follow them on all the platforms. Make sure you follow me at Eric Wills and our Instagram is at Podcast. and come on now, it is another week, it is Pride, I love love you. Enjoy this episode. <laughs> well, listen, I want to Okay, I just like I, I this is a controversial question to start off this episode of That's a Guys Podcast. Am I allowed to say podcast starts now or is that completely trademarked? You Sam, what do you think? I would
2: say <laughs> As long as you acknowledge those who have come before you, I think you can absolutely say Podcast Starts Now. George, um, how do you feel about it? I, I have to agree. <laughs>
1: well, I think because you're here, I think you should say it, and I'm going to feel all the tingles. So if you don't <laughs> mind, could you, I don't know, step to the stage and give me an, a little Podcast Starts Now?
2: Sam, it's all you. Okay. Um Podcast Starts Now what's up listeners (laughs) wow (laughs) you're listening to that's a gas podcast it's not my podcast and
1: yet here i am wow okay surpassing expectations left and right (laughs) i need everyone to know that these two people who stand before me george and sam came on the hour logged into this call and could not have been more on time and it's just they are professionals of not only an incredible podcast that is one of my favorites but dare i say on a list of the best podcasts of 2021 according to esquire um it's true i mean if
0: esquire says
1: it i have to, i was <laughs> telling sam
0: this we got on both and not to brag <laughs> we got on both an esquire list and a glamour magazine list so we really are hitting all the gender like from from high femme
1: to <laughs> deeply masked. i was gonna we are say, nailing the binary yeah what is this target demo I mean it, clearly it's just like Stradio Lab is transcending type. Exactly. <laughs> Would you say that more bottoms or tops listen to your podcast?
0: I'm honestly assume more bottom. women like
1: <laughs> it definitely definitely
0: everyone is a bottom, but in terms of gender, I feel like people think that our listeners are gay men, but in fact maybe just the most vocal ones are women and non-binary people but i think we get more emails from women and non-binary people sam yes. what do you think
2: i would agree they're always yeah. reaching out and and they're always reaching emails. out <laughs> <With> <laughs> they're very emails. vocal and in a way where i'm like wait i can't send emails that i'm supposed to and you're sending recreational lengthy emails i'm right.
1: shocked recreational essays on the internet G- women have time not time they just have passion and they are very communicative that's what i was mm-hmm. like. because don't you think there's a thing about like gay men are afraid to tell other gay men that they're that they like them them, that they're like well, a fan of, of their work yes of course
2: 100 percent. because the every gay man is the star and every other gay man is threatening their stardom <laughs> well Anna's
0: guy Branham says it's like when a gay man looks at someone on stage they're like wait that should be me like when a gay man looks at another gay man on stage they're like I, I mean, I could do that. Right? What, is that <laughs> yeah. because- why aren't you? Why aren't you a Broadway actress?
1: <laughs> <laughs> is it a survival thing? Is it because of like we grew up and just like knew we were the main character, and the second we figured out we weren't the only one, it was like full on survival mode.
2: Yes, I think, um, that real, there's a real internal monologue throughout a school where you're like, wow, I'm, I'm so alone. And when I get out of here, I'm the star. And then there's like, you go to New York City and there's one million of you and you're all competing to have that monologue still.
0: Well, it's also like, if you think, if you have had to silence yourself growing up and then suddenly someone does have the confidence to like speak up, (laughs) then you're
1: like, (laughs) <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> what makes you think you're the one who's gonna like have the stage? Who gave <laughs> you permission? I mean, I did notice, like, very looking at demographics. I was looking at Benny Drama, Benita, who huge fan. We love. Um, and it's like you would think, okay, like a lot of amazing gay canon, a lot of characters, but it's all it's mostly women that that are <laughs> a huge part of the fan base. And I think it's like again that whole the whole thing where like I think i wish i wish there was less of the trying not allowing ourselves to be sending long emails to the other gay men
0: <laughs> i do too but it's i also am like i love our non-gay
2: men fans <laughs> and what what do you think sam whoa what? um i mean it's just like he was trying to say something positive and sort of i know like, and then the i made it negative up, and you're right and, and you're right you made it, and you took it back and well i was just made like it negative I, again i i know and in my mind i was
0: like oh i don't want it to seem like we don't appreciate the non-gay men and
1: we like wish they were all gay men you no, know what i mean i
2: don't think that's what he was saying and that's
0: I, not at all what he was saying and are thank you, you for calling me in about that
1: <laughs> i do feel like words are being put into my mouth left and right here well uh, we came here to confront you because we think you're a misogynist <laughs> quite frankly you know what um, you and some people on tiktok agree i had one video oh my god you guys stop asking about it it literally was a dumb fucking joke and the next thing i know i get the word misogynist in the comments
2: Oh, my God. Well, congrats on being young enough to start a TikTok account.
0: Yeah, kids are always calling everything problematic. And you know what I say, (laughs) vote Republican.
1: (laughs) That's the only answer. Well, speaking of, I feel like this is so... hack to say but like everyone's talking about olivia rodrigo on this day that we are recording this podcast and my you. first my first <laughs> my first
0: my yeah, f- let's destroy this 18 year old girl What's <laughs> thank, your no. thank
1: you for
2: starting this okay
1: let us take down first of all it's oh no i actually am <laughs> the type of person i'm realizing that if uh, every single person is a huge fan of something coming out my initial instinct and maybe this is the gave it all is i'm like well if everyone's doing this i don't want to do this and then of mm. course i'll wait about a month and a half and then i'll be like oh she is incredible she is the voice of a generation i will only listen to driver's license
2: oh honey uh, yeah i mean i i just in the year of 2021 forgave demi lovato for 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 what She's she's done nothing wrong. They've done nothing wrong recently. Non-binary, um, uh, and, <laughs> and thank you for clarifying. <laughs> they've done nothing wrong recently. Non-binary, <laughs> but I forgave them before. They were not. It's not a non-binary thing that I'm forgiving them for. It's um, simply that they have hits, and I was um, ignoring them.
1: Yeah, I ignored it as well. But now every time uh, their music comes on, and I'm doing dishes, I will sing along. I will i will put myself in demi's shoes and say you know what i'm not an addict and yet um i said the word addict wrong but it was the word addict i want you to know that that was the word (laughs) I i am not an addict but i um i feel like i could be because demi the songs are good look i'll be the first to say
2: honey the songs are damn hits the songs are
0: good and i think i don't know about it. wait sorry eric what was what is your angle on olivia rodrigo let you can oh, set sorry, the tone, sorry, sorry. and then sorry. i'll derail the conversation
1: well the tone to be set is that i reluctantly listened because my instinct was to say no no everyone listens that means i don't want to but then i'm gonna say i my first impulse is i'm going to love it probably just as much as everyone else but i'm gonna let myself Get there with mm. time. My husband, Matt, I get made fun of for saying the word husband, but I'm giving you context. His name is Matt, and we happen to be legally married. And Wow. Um, and he's been playing it. <laughs> he's been playing it all day long. And um, because of that, I've been pulled out of my shell. It, it, were, were it not for him. I would not listen for a month. And then I would say I like it. George, now please derail.
0: No, I just like... I truly didn't know anything about this girl. I didn't even know she was Disney. I thought she was TikTok, because I assume all the young girls are TikTok. And so I was like, oh, she's just, like, some annoying TikTok girl. And then I said that at a party, and everyone took out their pitchforks and started actually stabbing me and drew blood. And they were like, no, she's actually, like, has been talented for a long time. There are like, videos of her when she was, like, 12 winning, you know, singing competitions and blah, blah, blah. And she's in, a, I guess, a series that's about a production of high High school School musical Musical, (laughs) the
2: series the musical the series which i guess is like
0: supposed to be funny but it it, it's it's giving me the office like it's like a mockumentary (sighs) about the high school musical yeah yeah i don't know sorry i don't have actual like material about this i just mean i i was shocked when i learned she was disney and um and now i'm discovering her anew but wait a minute i
1: am ashamed to say i didn't know that she was a part of disney Girls, 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 girls. Listen
2: to me. (laughs) Listen up, sixes, a ten is talking. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, I actually listened to the Slate Culture Gab Fest in Mm. which they unpacked Driver's Mm. License and Olivia Rodrigo. Who was the guest? Do you remember? Whew, who was the guest no was I it like no one
0: of the was it like that one straight guy they always bring in who's like taylor swift is like a Ugh, really good song no, we
2: don't need to get into him okay fine <laughs> actually this song's really interesting um, and then steven is like uh, we disagree on this man but it's really good to have you on the podcast no and then steven's like well you know i have a daughter who who is a lesbian and and, and you know right. she, she said that this yeah. queer narrative was really powerful um But uh, basically, so Olivia Rodrigo is from this Disney Plus series and dated her co star. Mm. And so then they broke up, and he's also like trying to be a pop queen. (laughs) And so now they're both competing, uh, and it's like juicy. It's very, and Driver's Less is about him. It's about him.
0: which i did actually
2: i also learned on who weekly but then i
0: immediately forgot it within seconds of learning it because there were like too many names being
1: spoken that does sound (laughs) vaguely familiar of that being that reason of the song getting so big as everyone's like i know who this is about and she's driving past his house do we have a name for who this guy is is he is he like in obscurity or is like he's famous um
0: brenton bryce is that it? No, I just made that up. Uh, <laughs> but I, I feel like that's like the
1: general um, vibe of what his name would Brenton be. Brenton Rice. Yeah, I think Brenton is correct. But I think Brenton is going to have an uphill battle. And, and Olivia Rodrigo is sailing into the sunset with her fame. Yeah.
0: I mean, there is a certain... This is not about Olivia, who I'm sure is okay, a Okay, it's about girl. Joshua Bassett. Sorry. Joshua Bassett. Thank okay. you. Okay, Brenton Bassett. <laughs> I was right. <laughs> but I do... I'm like... How many more times in our lifetime are we going to do the Disney girl? Th- like, and I'm not, I'm not, compl- I'm. listen, I like a lot of these, you know, would be pop stars. I ultimately like, I think Demi Lovato is, is great and has a great voice. I've even occasionally indulged in a Selena Gomez song, but like, this now happens essentially once a year and <laughs> mm-hmm. then you just have to fall. Fo- and it's like, they do the first album that's like showing they can sing. Then they have to be sexy. Then they like... Go to rehab then. They have to do the like emancipation album where like they're talking about how they're being emancipated. But the songs are being written by, you know, Polish. Dr. Luke. Uh, yeah. Dr. <laughs> Luke.
1: <laughs> so are you, uh, anyway, are you anticipating now that Olivia Rodrigo in what like two years time is going to have the. Uh,
0: yes. And it's like, I don't I don't want to shame or blame. her. It's not it's a it's not her fault, but B, it's not it's no one's fault. It's not a bad thing. It's just like how things work. It's just like sometimes I'm like. Can you think of anything
2: new like how many times are we going to do this? George, I was thinking about this today because I was also wondering and I sort of came to the conclusion that like this is this is the culture entirely. Like this is what American culture is founded on. Like mm-hmm. from the beginning. Like it won't it won't end ever because it's the base level. Like everything we have otherwise is like <laughs> in response to this. <laughs> but I felt like but
0: there are for instance, I think Lord is an exception. I think Billie mm. Eilish is an exception. Mm. I think Willow Smith is an exception. Like, there are also st- people that got famous when they were like 16, but had mm-hmm. a slightly different narrative and felt more in control and, you know, whatever. And I. I don't know. Even, like, the Boy Genius girls, I feel like they were, like, very young. I mean, they were, like, 21 when they first started releasing music. Anyway,
1: whatever. I just... Did you watch the Billie Eilish documentary? I, it literally changed my life, and I wept. And I was not, like, a Billie girl before. I was just, like, I watched, I (laughs) devoured it i have not seen it i haven't seen you it guys it is uh billy eilish is like first of all like george what you're saying is correct like it, it, billy is not in the same trajectory of these people i think she is going to be like up there with the the madonnas with the she's very talented oh it's, and just like yeah the, the the artistry of it all the youth of it all the uh raw honesty of it all it's like and her parents are cool. They live in like a like two-bedroom house in Highland Park up until like three days ago. Like she was getting so <laughs> famous and they were still like, but we, you know, make sure you eat your granola. Like she, they, they were just like so <laughs> down to earth about it all. But yeah, also she's a like brilliant artist. And I just want, I just want to plug her because she is breaking the mold.
2: I love that. Yeah, uh, she's, she's one great. I feel positive indifference towards at this point.
1: I support that Wow interesting I support that I mean I think I think once you watch the documentary You're gonna uh, DM me And then it's You're gonna feel different But I That's all I can ask for right now Is any positivity Sam And for that I'm thankful So listen up, this is an unbelievable time for me to talk with some of my favorite comedians, favorite podcasters. I mean, I want Sam, you to know that I have also seen a short film of yours that you were in with a bunch of friends of mine, Jenny Donheiser, Nicole oh, Spezio, Ariel okay. Siegel. It's so good. When wow. I bring this up, do you think, wow, that is a niche reference? Or are you like, no, I think about this short from every day? <laughs>
2: I think that is a niche reference. I think, you know, that's one of those things that I was like, I'm doing this thing, but I don't know what it is or who will ever see it. And even still, it, it was like, you know, I think like going to festivals, but during the Zoom era. And so oh, I was like, sure. is anyone watching this? Wait, I don't... Can I say something? I don't know about this short <gasps> film. <laughs> is that crazy? Is it? It's not crazy. I mean, I posted... I sh- I literally talked to Sam every single day. Well, this was like we shot it like 2 summers ago. Like Okay. So it's it's been a while. But uh it was very pre Would pre-podcast? you say it is your Shiva baby? <laughs> Yeah, it's my Shiva baby. It's no, it's like a short where I I'm a I'm an exotic dancer and I go to a like a bachelorette party of these like spooky like 80s business women, give them a little dance and they sort of kill me uh through dance. Oh, oh. spoiler alert.
1: Sorry, <laughs>
2: Rough Night starring Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> Yeah, but it was um really, honestly, having choreo, I was like, mm, I want choreo in everything I do. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Would you consider yourself a dancer first?
2: you know i've always said i think if it weren't for internalized and external homophobia i would have been the <laughs> i had this vision sam of us doing our first radio lab live show and
0: doing the entire choreo to g u y and like that being the and it's like the song starts and everyone's like okay like our pop and then we come out and we have backup dancers and do the entire choreo of gui including when she's like on the floor like you know, bottoming and topping or whatever.
2: <laughs> I love, I would love that so much. I mean, I was even thinking I need to get the choreo. Like last summer when Rainami came out, it was like, should I learn the Ari choreo just for hmm. fun? And then this year, it's like, well, I should definitely learn it because now I can show people. Right. I can be out and about and sort of just do it. Rainami Rain is not you a big deal. Sam
0: is wearing one of his 15 Chromatica t
1: shirts. <laughs> drag him i mean i i will say sam if you can get that choreo down it is not i don't think it's like level a i think it's like i i attempted and i was like you know what i'm just gonna i'm just gonna stop okay well i'm gonna have to attempt then i can't wait to see that but george i'm sorry i didn't tell you about the short
2: film i was in i I should. i mean i feel misled i feel gaslit (laughs) i feel emotionally manipulated sure sure and in a way it, it was all of those things yeah. I, wow. I, what
1: I just did was so in your voice. No. I mean, yeah. we're,
2: sometimes we adopt each other's. We really do stuff but see i think
1: that's like the mark of a true beautiful companionship it's true i agree i you know i collaborate with my friend esther steinberg she's like this amazing comedian that has come on this pod and we actually have a short film that's premiering next week or i guess at this when this podcast episode comes out it will be like right a week ago it came out and (laughs) um it it was filmed like two years ago but like we do the exact same thing where it's like finish each other's Sandwiches. Uh-huh. I just
0: want to say I don't have a short film coming out anytime soon, and that's okay. And if anyone's listening who doesn't have a short film that they filmed two years ago that is now making the rounds in the festival circuit, that's oh, you have me as representation, and like I hope you can relate to me as the one person on this Zoom who does not have a short film coming
1: out. Representation does matter, but right. George, is there a short film in your heart that you wish you would have made? Thank you.
0: Well, I would say it's more of a feature. <laughs> <laughs> Some stories
2: need a full hour and a half to two
0: hours. Yeah, I hours. don't really necessarily think my voice can be contained in that kind of um, <laughs> limited runtime. I always found
2: short films to be a little pedestrian.
0: <laughs> right,
1: right. It's like, yeah, um, quibby's over. <laughs> <laughs> short quick, quick bites are out long forms are in quick but are listen i think george the fact that you were able to uh, make yourself feel better about not having a short film and also mm-hmm. make us feel bad about ours is actually quite a feat and i want to commend you for it thank you so much yeah no that's what i was going for <laughs> Well, listen, in this podcast, we ask a very famous question, which is, mm-hmm. whose fault is it that you're gay? And I need Sam and George, you both, to have an opportunity to speak. But I do not want to force one person to say first, who really made them into the, the fat guy that you are today? So whoever feels Well, cold. if you won't, then I will. George, what? you go
0: first. I <laughs> knew you were going to do this. I, w- the, I was just waiting because I don't want to interrupt Eric. Oh, oh and I bit. said, I got to get on
2: top of this before I George cannot gets, believe me to this. the punch.
0: Okay, well, first of all, both Sam and I have done so many podcasts with some version of the question, like, what is your favorite piece of culture? Mm. Not to call out Las Culturistas. And I truly, at this point, I'm digging. It's like what, the bottom of the barrel of, like, <laughs> what are things? Like, I cannot talk about my Big Fat Greek Wedding on yet another podcast. Mm. And so, and but yet. you know what I did think? And <laughs> Sam is going to actually slit his wrists live on air because he has heard me talk about my Greek heritage so many times. But something that I, re- that I had like a very visceral memory of the other day when I was talking to my mom was that I had this like really beautifully illustrated book that was like about the Greek God, like a children's book that was about the Greek gods. And it was like basically like. Each one of them almost it was almost like a yearbook where each one of them had their own page and it was like a little bit about them and like illustrations of them and whatever. And then like looking through like the female goddesses was huge. I mean, it was like it was like they were all part of a girl group or something and they were like they each had, you know, it was like. Knowledge Spice and, like, Beauty Spice and, like, you know, um Harvest Spice. <laughs> okay, Harvest Spice is hilarious. But anyway. And so... uh And they all had, like, their different outfits. And it was illustrated for kids, so they were more, like, brightly colored. And they would have, like, bright purple togas. And then, on top of that, the male gods were, like, shirtless with perfectly... With kind of just cum gutters that were five feet mm-hmm. long on, like, Poseidon oh. or something. Mm. And so I think that was a big thing in my life and then i was like obsessed with greek mythology and then i also was a huge power rangers fan and like loved the female power rangers of course both just like the colors pink and yellow and also like the idea that they would all trans like the the montage of them transforming was was big
2: that was huge it also felt so um sorted to have like the pink one as a boy like it was like this no one can know about this like
1: (laughs) oh I think for Halloween I was like secretly begging to be the pink Power Ranger and I think I like probably wore the red outfit in my mind telling myself that it was just a few shades lighter and it was the pink for myself but Power Rangers no one's brought up actually on this podcast and I think that it is the transformation of it all the I mean Mm -hmm. it's almost like just adjacent to Animorphs where I was like super into The covers of those books where they would like be like turning like the person into the wolf, Mm -hmm. like something about that. Maybe it was because it was a hairy animal. I don't know, but I was (laughs) on board. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, no, the transformation is big. Also, another thing for me was like I would very adamantly say the blue one was my favorite because I guess he was like the smart one or something. But it was like the combination of the fact that he was smart and the fact that blue is like the most masculine color. I was like, okay. No one's going to know. Like, Blue is my favorite. <laughs> and then, of course, that actor turned out to be gay. And that was also a huge moment for me, was realizing the Blue Ranger was gay the whole time. It was Agatha all along. Yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> There's also, for Power Rangers, something about the flipping, like, the the acrobatics of it was really resonated well it's choreo they're doing the gui choreo.
1: (laughs) full circle i mean there is something about a choreo moment i saw bring it on in theaters got home and instantly started to choreograph my own cheers and tried to get my three straight as hell brothers involved and they were like literally using like faggot repellent on me they were just like wow to have three straight brothers yeah that's that's, That's incredible. I'm having a flash right now of me at probably 13 years old trying to get my eight year old younger brother to do choreography from Bring It On, where I would have my hands go out and he would stand behind me, hands up, and we would switch our hands to make the, the, a visual effect. And I remember distinctly after about four minutes, he was like, I don't want to do this. Can I go somewhere else? And I was like, You need to stick here and land this choreography. And I remember thinking <laughs> to myself, like, I don't think all boys do this. I don't think all boys. Right, of course, their straight younger brothers to do choreography that Gabrielle Union did on camera.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and and so and then alternatively, so I had two younger sisters who are now both I would say kind of straight girls who are very into gay culture. <laughs> like my sister knows more. My one sister knows more about Drag Race than I do. The other one like loves kind of like Prince and you know um, disco and things like that. Whatever. But my version of that was like I would micromanage what girls' toys my parents would buy for them under the guise of, like, caring about them and, like, being, you know, like, wanting them to have the best thing they could just so that I could then play with, like, the Christina Aguilera Barbie with the outfit from the Genie in the Bottle video. Mm.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. curate you were curating it for yourself exactly i actually uh was visiting my family back home and there's one of my good friends who she she's a girl that we just like were inseparable growing up and i in my head it was like i think maybe we'll get married one day like that's how like things are like, kind of pointing to and we would play with dolls where i would want to dress up the barbies and she would want to take their heads off and put monster heads on and we both <laughs> came out we both came out like five years later sure so, <laughs> so yeah. I think it all just like it's interested in what we are pulled towards. I mean, of course, like in NSYNC, why was I so into Lance's story? It's like mm. you, the Power Ranger for George, the blue moment. It's like... The blue. I think the universe knows. I really do.
2: Wow. Um, George, I'm I'm so glad that you went first because <laughs> I feel like, you know, my answer was like, just sort of not quite there. And then hearing wow. your answer really... You know, inspired me. Um, so are you changing your answer? Um, I can tell you what my original one was, and I can tell you some alternatives that you've inspired. Thought, oh, okay. So I did inspire alternatives. I just want—I just want to know. No, I mean I'm not going to change my whole personality just because you went first. But you I mean, literally like, <laughs>
0: implied that that's what you were doing. You were like, <laughs> at first I was unsure, and then you went, and now I know what I'm doing.
2: Well, no, you're like just I, saying
0: you're going to be more confident in presenting your subpar topic. Well, yeah, because
2: I know like sort of where the bar is, and I know that's like pretty easy to hit now.
0: Uh, Okay, seems like you're kind of changing
2: your tune mid-sentence, but go on. What's your topic, Sam? Okay, so I was thinking a little less culturally, a little more um, experience-based. And I, in the very truest sense, and George is going to, in the same way that I'm slitting my wrist because George brought up um, his Greek heritage, he's going to slit his wrist because I'm bringing up being horny, but... um, (laughs) Which is your heritage, actually. (laughs) Which is my culture. (laughs) Well, as we've said many times, I'm
0: more culturally gay. Sam is more sexually gay. Uh, That was actually Sam's words.
2: (laughs) Wait, now I'm on
1: the edge of my seat.
2: Okay, I am going to straight up say swim team. Because I, (laughs) in the most obvious sense, is swim team when you're like 10 and you're at the Y and you're like randomly, like, walking through the shower room and seeing, like, full 40-year-old men showering yeah. naked. And it's like, whoa, this is crazy. And kind of like, this is hitting something that I don't think it should be. But for some reason, I'm deeply curious about what all that is. And it's still the ideal in my mind, is, like, that, like, 40-year-old man shower. Wait, you
0: actually are so... So, interestingly enough, that was also... A huge pivotal point for me, <laughs> and I had at one point a swim teacher or swim coach, I guess you would call him, who was Australian, oh yeah, and was like six seven yep Whoa. and would ju- and just had truly like an eight foot long penis that he would just like <laughs> whip around in the locker room, and his name was Tristan, which is one of the hottest names you can have when <laughs> the person on the receiving end of that name is kind of 11 years old and has foreign parents and is like tristan i've never even heard that name before so exotic
1: who was hiring these swim coaches it was a Bellami. i mean Jesus. i mean it truly
0: like it he was he was it was almost like comical how pornographic he looked. can you describe the just, body like, didn't hair ca- for me mm. yeah like body i mean it was almost like imagine i mean talking about like power engine and stuff imagine like action man like literally that's what we're you know it was like tall and muscular and uh, again australian i repeat (laughs) (laughs) need i say more need i say more
1: i mean i don't know how any any person swimming with this corbin fisher swim coach Hmm. would not want to (laughs) want to fuck a man's hole but like i i think i am more aligning with sam in terms of being sexually gay because um, for 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 gym pool swim locker room it's a very potent place for me and i've had some formative experiences in these places and um i don't know what it is about it for me but i maybe it's like the jcc growing up like less of the greek moment more of the jewish moment but like i would walk through these locker rooms and i would be like why do i want to stand in the open shower room for this long like what is it yes. about it for me that yeah. i want to s- and i it's so it was so confusing but i saw a lot of dicks in there saw a lot of dicks
2: and a lot of like good dicks i also when you're 10 every dick is like that's the yeah. biggest dick i've ever
1: seen i mean
2: the, the also the fact that other people acted like it wasn't a big deal like that for
0: other for straight boys it was like almost either either not like either it was not a big deal at all or it was funny it was like look i'm like twirling my dick around and it's like a joke and you're sitting there and you're like i have never felt this turned on (laughs) never never
1: i like have a friend of mine used to work at david barton gym Mm. and he would tell me that like while he was working he had to be on duty to make sure people weren't having sex in the steam room but then when he Mm -hmm. was not working he would have sex in the steam room
2: <laughs> right <laughs> well i feel like david david martin Jim was like the gay gym yeah.
0: that, right well famously like, our friend nori saw anderson cooper naked there
1: yeah and it's like when you're there aren't you supposed to have sex in the steam room i mean i think it's on the rules on the wall i think it's like you're so <laughs> i that's the thing is like you're so su- you're not supposed to but every single sign is pointing to head like arrows towards the door there's like lube packets <laughs> right. on the on little All the list. signs are
0: like wink emoji <laughs> yeah yeah
1: <laughs> do you do you as adults have any sort of erotic feelings when you enter a locker room still or did you leave it behind you
2: I unfortunately still do, of course, and I try to be respectful when it's called for, but I do crave, like, literally, like, a gay gym, where it's just, like, where we can know that this, we all kind of agree on what the rules are here, and, (laughs) like, when I hear about, like, cruising in, like, the Equinox steam room or whatever, that to me is, like, when I am wealthy, I will do that, and, like, that will be my greatest, like, luxury, is to, like, go work out at the fancy gym and then hit the nasty steam room. (laughs) But Sam is, Sam is also into like spa culture, which I
0: always want to be like, okay, so let me, so for me, the other thing with swim team was like, on the one hand, I was so turned on. On the other hand, I had such crippling body image issues that like, it was not, it was not a net positive experience. It was like, oh, this is so hot. And I like look so bad. And I, it's like wrestling with that. And I think my dream is like, and I always am so almost envious when Sam and his, partner talk about their (laughs) spa adventures where i'm like i wish i could like like leave my body enough so that i can like fully just allow myself to enjoy this because the like reservations i have are not from a place of prudishness or from a place of like self-consciousness but but
1: sam
2: talk about that oh but yeah yeah i do love and i kind of get get my kicks a little through the spa life wait when Um, you say
1: spa life are you talking about like gay bathhouses? like,
2: like um yeah like like not necessarily gay ones but you go and you're like oh everyone here is gay except for that one guy you know like <laughs> and then sam like, goes to that guy and, and i'm like, like Let's get out off. bitch <laughs> 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 no it's um like like spa castle like i feel like any like korean spa if or or like russian russian the russian baths if you go and like on the mail only times and it's like You know, it's sort of that what you're saying about the David Barton gym. It's like, don't do that, but then like everyone's (laughs) doing that. Like, there's a culture of turning
1: a blind eye. Almost, I have wondered about those types of places that if it if it wasn't explicitly a gay place, if it's still happening. But I guess you're telling me it is. It is, and I was sort of like because the first time I went, because
2: I went to like a a a bathhouse in japan and i was like oh it's so fun to be like naked and just sort of chill out and it was very wholesome and so then when i came back i was like oh i want to like find that here and i went to spa castle with good intentions <laughs> and then and then i was like wait that guy's kind of jerking off and then i was like wait so is that guy and then i was like wait everyone's kind of jerking off at different points um and they like try to hide it i mean it's just in the steam room mostly but it is like oh they're definitely going for it
1: wow Um, i mean talking about audience i wonder what our non-gay listeners are thinking right now but it's like hey we were told for so many years that being gay was bad and now if we want to jerk off in a steam room who's to tell us we can't I oh mean, yeah yeah I, no
0: more i like i said i my biggest fear is that like we i talk about like my reservations with these things and people think it's any kind of moral thing like no truly my dream is to just go and jerk off five people in a scene sure. it's just a matter
1: of like getting their emotions. so the, actually that i was curious when you were talking like what is it what do you can you pinpoint what the mental blocks are for you no it's yeah it's truly just like
0: i was a fat kid and like i And I was like insecure about my body. And then I think now it has nothing to because I've been bigger and I've been smaller as an adult and it has nothing to do with my actual weight. It just has to do with like residual feelings of insecurity from that. Like it's not and it's nothing like I don't want to oversell it. It's not like I'm just like constantly paralyzed, but it's just like part of the what's going on in my mind. Like I, I always get like nervous when summer starts i'm like oh god like once again i thought this year i'd like have the perfect body but once again i don't like you know yeah i actually think
1: that's very relatable because i both in size and like i've talked about this on this podcast before about like body hair i was so deeply mortified about the body hair i had growing up and i had like such body dysmorphia and issues and um one of the things i've been thinking about recently for whatever reason is when they would do shirts versus skins in like Mm. pe or basketball whatever it was and i can't cannot tell you how traumatic it was for the moments when they were about to announce who was the shirts and who were the skins and i remember that i would like shave my entire torso to like try to like not look different than the other boys and i remember one time I had not done that. I remember thinking, oh my gosh, I have body hair right now. And we're about to... They're springing upon us shirts versus skins. And my, the blood left my face. My heart yeah. was pounding. And they did not call my name for skins. And I felt like there was some greater power that was watching over me because one person who was called for skins was clearly very insecure. And like, I'm sure he talks about in therapy still, because I just remember seeing like the blood leave his face when he was called on skins. And I think that should be abolished.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's the way that no one takes into account, like kids, um, Interiority (laughs) went. (laughs) No, kids are little animals to be like. I mean, and I understand that I'm being over. We're all being overly sensitive and whatever else, but like, truly, every gay person has legitimate trauma from just school sports and the body hair thing. You're absolutely. I mean, listeners of our podcast will know that I twice a year visit my family in Greece and get discounted laser hair removal on my entire back and shoulders, and now because of the pandemic, I have not been able to do that in a year and a half, and it has resulted in me having to shave my own back Mm, wow discounted
1: though that's like what what a hookup (laughs) yeah well it's kind of where it was invented so (laughs) well and did you tell him about the view right
0: so there's a view of the literal parthenon where i go to get my back my back laser removed (laughs) well and also like in my family you know my sisters obviously you know a lot of this was in greece is so advanced because greek women are very hairy and like from a young age will do like their mustache will do like their sideburns will do their you know b- bikini or whatever else and when my sisters and i visit it's my mom is like all right who's next and it's just like christina's going in for a mustache Lydia's going in for her armpits george is going in for his back and it's it's just like part of the kind of it's like all right are we done now we can go to dinner <laughs>
1: a little a little amuse bouche before you have yeah. your dinner but like listen i very much have the shoulder hair that i do get rid of and one of the th- one of the only things i think that twitter has a- added in positivity to my life is seeing people now post more thirst traps in- including shoulder hair i have recently noticed this and i have found it to be liberating to be healing to be helpful i mean i mm. feel like it's like maybe the tides are turning
2: yeah
0: yeah i don't i think i i truly think i mean i see to myself i don't have an issue with other people having the exact same hair patterns that i do it's it's a completely internalized thing like i in fact think hairy guys are like very attractive it's not it's just like when you grow up with a, an insecurity it's hard to shed it even if your brain has evolved oh, definitely
2: wait to talk about the podcast when we make the podcast um oh now God. i'm self-conscious about what <laughs> what okay is it okay i don't want to like start the kink at pride discourse or oh, whatever <laughs> but i feel guilty talking about like you know light cruising in a steam room that's like semi-public because it, because it like reinforces stereotypes about gay men being horny and evil because it's like there these are like spaces where in theory like straight men should be able to go as well um i
0: think you're fine i do I don't know. eric what do you I, think is sam canceled not at all
1: but i want you to feel validated sam and that i've had these thoughts many times but it's actually nice to see you having it now because like it's not a thing like i don't think anyone would interpret it like wow sam's really attacking straight men now in, in their space i think like nothing of what you said felt like it was going to be problematic in any way george do mm-hmm.
0: you agree i agree and and actually i want to go back and apologize for being so dismissive i understand the like I understand the internal struggle of, like, wanting to live your truth, but not wanting it to be misinterpreted, which is yeah. why, which is on the other side of that spectrum, why also I'm always, like, so careful to be like, oh, no, it's it's because of me, it's not because I have,
2: you know, whatever, like, it's so... Yeah, we're all doing our best, and I want to reiterate that it's all respectful, and we read the room, and everyone like.
0: (laughs) And also, there is a cultural history. There is a history of that happening, and like that also is culture. It's not like you are going to a graveyard in the middle of a funeral
2: (laughs) and jerking someone off. Like you are doing something that has a history. Well, and I, you know, have you guys heard that like George Michael story of like when he got arrested for like cruising in a public bathroom? No, and. He, well, he got arrested for like, he like jerked off a cop in a bathroom and like, like an undercover cop. And then he was doing an interview and somebody was like, well, that must have been really hard for you. How was that? And he was like, oh, it's not a big deal. It's just my culture. And I was like, it's just, it's a genius um little well, yeah. response because it's true. It is the culture.
1: It is uh, totally. And I think like it is not up to us to self censor these types of things. Because no, no, it, no, absolutely. it really is. I think it is like. All about leaning into the sex positivity of it all and the like your like consent is consent and it's sexy and it's like you're living your truth and your dream because honestly. I align in like in many ways with both of you of like I've said this for many years that like internally I'm a huge slut like in my brain I want (laughs) to I want to do it all but then because of my like neuroses of certain things because like one of the jokes I've told in comedy that's like such a part of my real story is that before I went to college my parents gave me and my twin brother sex talks and my twin brother who was straight it was about 30 seconds long wear a condom have some fun high five my parents come into my room and three hours later i was in tears because i found out that an older gay man would violate me and then i would get hiv
0: it, like it literally was like right, it right. Was, well that was the sex talk for gay son that's like the progressive
1: exactly version. exactly and i was like <laughs> at least they didn't tell you you're going to hell i know and i was like for that i'm thankful but i just like i fully was like so freaked out and i have been ever since about certain things and like working through that and um and so i think it's like all very relatable and natural well, we're all battling demons constantly. <laughs> isn't that the truth? Well, I. <laughs> isn't that the truth? I, speaking of battling demons, I want to pull up, because I shouted out one of Sam's amazing works in, in terms of short film, I want to call out one of George's magnum opus, opai Oh, God. Um, from Twitter.com. Um, it's really just a tweet that I love so much, George. That was very recent. Um, a tweet that George tweeted says. <laughs> I actually think Ben Platt looks too young. They should have cast Nathan Lane. <laughs> Listen here. I love this for many reasons, and I don't know if we need to get into a full Dear Evan Hansen discourse, but I want to know, George, how is this how you really feel?
0: I tr- I have to say, <laughs> Broadway stuff is so... Um, or I should say, no, I like plays, but musical stuff is so outside my r- the realm of things I... Care about and in fact, I my boyfriend's a big Sondheim head and like and is also from New York and grew up going to musicals and whatever else. And I think that is something I'm trying to do this year is get into Sondheim specifically because I've never done it and like I'm I'm interested in it and I think like so many people I respect think he's a great artist and whatever else. But in terms of new musicals, all of them sound like parodies to me. Like I was one of the people that just found out what the plot of Dear Evan Hansen is and I was reading the wikipedia and I was like are you fucking kidding me like how <laughs> is the how is this it's it's um it's almost like a word association mad libs like his therapist told him to that in order to battle his anxiety he should write letters to himself and then his classmate committed suicide like and then he used that suicide to date the classmate's sister so i don't know i mean also ben platt everyone is like you know ben platt's one of these people because of course there can never be any gay men in entertainment (laughs) people either like hate because of nepotism and Mm. and whatever else or like love and i I truly have no opinion of him i think he's like a fine actor i saw him in there he was i saw like some tv thing he was in i thought it was very good but like i have no real opinion uh, on him but i think it's just like people are bored and that that day the discourse was like ben platt looks old right right so why not but i do think it would be funny like (laughs) if nathan lane played evan hansen Genuinely, I think that would be funnier than if Ben Platt did. <laughs> like, I think
1: no one can deny that. I do want to see the comedic version of this horrific plot of *Dear Evan Hansen* because I. Th- the thing is, is like the way you describe the plot is. I saw the show, uh, whatever, how many years ago when it was in New York, and I was just like, it was getting all this buzz, and I was so shocked watching it to think that we were supposed to root for the character in that way. But of course, the whole Ben Platt part of it all is like he is insanely talented and so good in the show. But yes. I was watching with Matt. We were like turning to each other. Just like, we're supposed to root for the kid who is lying about being friends with the other kid who killed himself right. in order to date that person's sis. I was like, I can look, we, you will be found. We love, I love the melody. Give me, give me some harmony any time <laughs> of day. But like to make this the story that you're rooting for, I can't believe it's, I can't believe now Amy Adams and Julianne Moore now are like headlining this giant movie about it. But I do think that, um, the story's bad
0: i mean the <laughs> fact that julia and and amy adams are now in two movies together and they are the woman in the window and dear evan hansen is such a tragedy
2: yeah. like give them something give them the little foxes <laughs> oh i feel like movie musicals movie versions of musicals have such a high rate of like being bad that it's mm-hmm. kind of like why are we always looking forward to these so much because, because there was, well first of all, because there was like a golden
0: era of mm. them, then they were all flops, and then with Chicago, they like, that was like a big deal and at one best picture. And then since then everyone's been chasing the high of Chicago. I do think Dream okay. Girls
1: got close. I do think Dream yes, Girls. True. I love Dream Girls. I think like there were been so many misses along the way. I do think that apparently in the Heights is going to be a, a good one. That's what I was about to say. I think that's going to be like the new I'm thing. very excited for that. But yeah, I just like I when I saw the trailer for Dear Evan Hansen I was like, oh, we're going like Oscar sad. Like, what? That's yeah. what we're going with? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It really felt
2: made for TV. It, it felt rough.
1: It did. I did have something else to say about it and it's completely flown out of my head, but like I at one point was a huge theater queen and, um, I'm not ashamed to say that as much as Sam and George, <laughs> you want me to be ashamed, but I, <laughs> I literally said I'm going <laughs> to open my mind this year and I love theater.
0: I
2: just musicals are, are tough for me, but sorry, go on. I, I, and I don't, I, I'm not a hater. I'm just uneducated. Okay. I, you know just because i don't know something doesn't mean i hate it Like i love west side story okay
1: <laughs> and i love chicago i do too i think queen latifah can yes, uh, I, yes I think queen latifah <laughs> and i agree and we should say it more <laughs> thank you okay as we are as we're getting to our final segment i just need to know these answers when the world is ending you can only save yes. one character actress. Is there someone that comes to mind? I think it's only fair, Sam, before you pipe in <laughs> and here. Thank you. <laughs> I think it's only fair that Sam goes first. Wow.
2: Well, here's how I feel. I feel um I feel as though maybe this segment is supposed to be short, and yet Uh-oh. I would like um There <laughs> it goes. She's starting. <laughs> I would perhaps like to Maybe ask the host, like, what, how do, how does one define a character actress? Do you know what? Be- because I am confused about this because I feel like every actress, is it just like a smaller actress? <laughs> I don't know.
1: Sam, <laughs> I actually don't dislike this question in the least because, uh, Joe Castle Baker came up with an answer that the de- deliberation became around was that person actually indeed a character actress and i think an argument can be made for anyone i do to me a character actress is a person who you watch them in a role and you think yes you are rooting for that person, but they are showing a full range of colors that most actors can't not. Like, like I'll tell you who it was. Rose Byrne is who the conversation was about. And we were debating, is Rose Byrne a character actress? The reason why we said yes, Rose Byrne is i do think she yes, is, is because you watch her in bridesmaids and you're like this is a full comedic force also we noted that the american accent is better than anyone else's american accent even even americans so. and but on the same token you can get put her in a gory slasher thriller and she is unbelievable showing those colors and then put it in a different kind of oscar drama whatever it is i think roseburn is a character actress even though she looks like an ingenue sam what do you, do you respond do you agree I agree. That makes sense to me. But it is, not to complicate things, it is the case
0: that it sh- it generally is someone who is relegated to supporting roles. Like, Nicole Kidman also has incredible range. She is not a character. I agree. Actress. I like, agree.
2: Okay. This is so hard. Okay. So, and just a little backstory. I'm embarrassed. I'm preemptively embarrassed because I'm not a i'm not a person that remembers people's actors names very well if you listen to our podcast at all it's george dropping all these names and me just sort of silently pretending like i know them until we move on to another topic i do it on purpose
1: to hurt him. <laughs> <laughs> but you genuinely need to know that the energy for this podcast is straight like i like george is smarter than both of us combined and i can accept that oh, but like i there's zero, like any answer that is said on this podcast i've never been like interesting um like i fully i fully can support and be excited about and nothing unless you're gonna say like (sighs) oh please drop a name because what if it is the one
0: i'm gonna say (laughs) i just to give you behind the scenes i recommended one for sam that i think is very good and we can discuss it later but But it just didn't feel sincere to me i was trying to
2: no you're right i mean you shouldn't say something i told you to say (laughs) Okay, and this is, again, I, I understand this, sh- I think in theory should be a short podcast, and yet, nevertheless, she persisted. <laughs> mm. uh, more couching of this answer, I want to oh say, God. like, <laughs> I would just like to say that, you know, when when tasked with this question, I, you know, as someone that doesn't remember people's names very well, and sort of is bad at this, um, I decided sort of who do I not think is like the best character actress who do I don't think she's um, showing full range all the time. But she's someone that I see her and I think, I think of her as a friend. And I don't know why, but I feel like I know her and I feel as though I personally put her in that role i'm truly shaking (laughs) drop the name (laughs) the person i have decided to save at the end of the world is without a doubt with Mm. a little bit of doubt oh my god (laughs) um i went Kristen ritter
1: wow (laughs) wait this is a twist sam i did not think you were gonna go with the b in apartment 23 (laughs) Kristen ritter is
0: a rose type in the sense that she has been a leading lady enough where you're like does she count as a character actress
1: but breaking bad yeah but breaking Bad. i do think I i do think character actress and sam i think you should be proud of this answer Wow. Yeah. Thank you. That means a lot because I actually was extremely
2: self-conscious. I don't know if you could tell from my um, deep explanation. What would have (laughs) given us that that opinion? It's like just it's like I I would say it's just unexpected enough, which
0: I hope mine will be as well. But it's not like Margot Martindale. Like it's not like and out. It's not, you know, I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> alfrey woodard you know whatever if, I can, I'm all these if I
1: can name drop kristen ritter did teach a guest class like a one-off like thing when i was in college and i remember thinking like that she is this like towering gorgeous goddess but who's also like actually incredibly f- smart and funny and and yeah i think no one said it before in this pod and i think sam you're a trailblazer wow i'm so
2: honored i can't believe that worked out <laughs> she's a star of one of the only superhero things i've ever watched jessica jones oh, jessica jones and
0: honestly sure. i loved it i truly thought it was like very good yeah maybe one or two eps too long but sure.
1: it was yes good. well i mean uh, inevitably <laughs> 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 so then george when sam said his answer did that make you feel like more confident in yours or less And i don't want to make this a competition because it truly is not but like wow. where are you at
0: no i think i actually could not be more confident in myself <laughs> Um, no, and I do want right. to say, I just want to say who, who my pick for Sam okay, was. Yeah. Sure. And it was Jennifer Coolidge, who I think is a great, op- it's like, is again, just unexpected enough. Definitely, definitely a character actress, but like a comedic one rather than a dramatic one. She also just had a very unexpected turn in promising young woman thank playing you theater, i like, literally you stole yeah. the words
1: out of my mouth george i watched that movie too late and i uh, I'm here to admit that to the audience mm-hmm. but i watched it mere <laughs> days ago on the plane and i absolutely loved it i did not know jennifer coolidge was in it if if anyone listening hasn't watched this movie she's like the like kind of soft-spoken mother that you would not expect <laughs> yes. jennifer coolidge to be and she's so good <laughs>
0: yeah she's doing really she's doing
1: like indie sundance hit drag yes. yeah as jennifer coolidge which is crazy full, full um beat, full it was like the yes. last person you would expect to see in this part and i thought that i thought the movie was so good i mean it's like i don't have a smart take on it. i was just like i loved it yeah yeah i unfortunately
0: did not mm. love it but i do i was like very um well let me back i don't want to like discount it i was like i'm very happy i watched it and i think like it right it like took some big swings i think a lot of the performance is really good i loved molly shannon Mm. um i I did think it's politics were very confused but that's neither here nor there the point is i did appreciate that it gave all these comedic actors a chance to do like an exaggerated dramatic (laughs) role molly shannon included who i think is like truly someone who could have an oscar if she yes if anyone respected (laughs) the art of acting
1: (laughs) Yeah, I agree with that. I do, too. I do, too. Okay. I I feel like, God, I could talk to you for hours about Now I want to know what the politics issues is, are with this movie. But, I mean, you are, like,
0: you know, assuming I have any kind of coherent critique and don't just, like, want to hate something that
1: everyone <laughs> likes. But, well, <laughs> that transparency is beautiful. Then, George, yeah. who, what character I trust? Where, who, where do you, where do you right. turn? So, I have been recently
0: so random. I mean, this is truly, like, I kind of pressed play on it one day when I was mindlessly doing some work and then i've just been like letting it play i've been re-watching difficult people and andrea martin plays julie clauser's mom in that and she is a huge lone star for me because um of my big Five Creek wedding where she plays aunt vula mm-hmm. who has the famous speech where she talks about how all her life she had a lump in the back of my neck that was Italian her sister, twin yes. um And that, I mean, that movie, and again, I've talked about it on literally every possible gay podcast, so I won't go into it too much. But, like, (laughs) that movie was, I, at one point in my life, had memorized every word of that movie from beginning to end and could actually recite it, like, the full hour and a half of it from beginning to end. And she, and I, I was too young to understand, like... The camp mm. element of it or something like I just process it as like, Oh my god, it's so fun that it's like a Greek family and my family and I make jokes about it and our and my sisters and I quote it and whatever. But like that character is truly like a, I mean, it's just like a classic comedy queen role like it is a snatch game yeah wow (laughs) and it's it's like perfect and it's just perfect and that scene and then at the end when she tells that disgusting story at the end someone comes with food and she goes ah you hungry and it's just like it's perfect and um and i've and now i'm like blanking on what other stuff she's been in recently and i know she has an entire history in the theater which i should know more about i know she's one of tony and and whatever else but to me she's uh much like kristen
1: ritter sam feels is is his friend i feel like she is my yes aunt. <laughs> i and i want you to know like that movie i, I the, the parallels between greek families and jewish families i it was so mm-hmm. like my family is uh, maybe a little less so because we're not greek but we would we still i mean i think my my dad quoted it yesterday just like about you don't even know me what do you mean you don't even know it's like it literally yeah. comes it comes up that's also andrew right Martin. exactly and we andrew and yeah. Martin, it was uh, i think the camp of it all it's like she is truly brilliant and i did see her in talk about i'm a fucking broadway queen but like she was in young frankenstein (laughs) on broadway and she was and the show itself was quite not good but she was clearly the best part because she was the campiest like funniest and she i mean can do no can do no wrong in my in my mind Well, I have to say both answers are very different and yet like brilliantly described and defended. And I want to thank you both for bringing your truth here.
2: (laughs) Wow. Well, thank you for having our truth. What more could we hope for? Yeah,
1: it's a tree. I feel wrong. (laughs) as we prefer (laughs) um listen uh, george and sam from stradio lab uh, what icons if you don't listen to the podcast i'm linking it in the show notes i'm giving you all the information in the outro and the intro and uh, george and sam is there anything else you would like to impart any plugs anything before we say goodbye um randomly i'm gonna go ahead and say no
2: george
0: yeah i'm gonna well, now I,
2: yeah, I'm gonna. <laughs>
0: sorry, I, I'm like, what if I now just start listing things I'm working on?
2: <laughs> I mean, you could, I could, and I could go back if you need. No, no, no. <laughs> we're really humble. I don't know if we're that comes humble. Across. Well,
0: I just help. Well, you know, I, um, you know what? No, I'm
1: gonna say okay, no. Okay, then, <laughs> then we're gonna sign off. This is that's a gas podcast. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Um, what a dream did i not tell you how funny these guys are oh george and sam i want to thank them both for coming on again if you want to listen to their podcast it is stradio lab and you can follow their show instagram it is just at stradio lab straight i o lab and make sure you follow george and sam at george severus at sam taggart and follow me at eric wills and the show instagram at gay ass podcast a lot of plugs but listen a lot of holes uh, i hope you come back next week it is pride we got a very amazing guest and she is let's just say a true icon have a great week my friends happy pride and i'll see you soon